Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk about them. I'm Tom Zalatnai. I'm Tim Blay. I'm Victoria Chang. Welcome Victoria's back, Victoria. Back. I am back with my exceptionally slow rendition of what Owen was saying. That was, that was fairly dirgy. It was, I was soulful. <laughs> I was expecting like a, an upbeat... You know, saints marching kind of thing. I, I think I tried, and then I was like, "I'm gonna mess it up if I uh, if I play it any faster." That I need like, to remember where the notes are. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like the saints were really sad about all the people that had to burn in hell for them to be where they were. I had Chuck Berry on the mind. Oh, Chuck yeah. Berry, man. Chuck Berry. Yeah. Are you much of a Chuck Berry fan? I didn't realize I knew Chuck Berry until. Uh, I added a song of his on Spotify, and it was the Pulp Fiction song. And then I was like, oh. The Pulp Chuck Fiction Barry. song? Which, Which song does he have on Pulp Fiction? Mademoiselle. Oh, yeah. Well, the, you know, the dancing. Yeah. The one where they do the twist. That's right. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's Chuck Berry. I didn't know that. Right, that yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mostly know Chuck, Chuck Berry for Johnny Be Good. Yes, I guess. Um, we opened the podcast with that once. Did we? Yeah. Mm, we could have done it this time, but nope. Well, we can't the do Saints. the same song twice. That'd I mean, scandalous. I have requests from my kids for songs. Really? Requests? That's yep. fun. That we do on the podcast? Yeah. Just in general? Because they loved your guys' version of Dear Theodosia last time with uh, the wah, wah. <laughs> we went around the house singing it like that for Sweet. the next couple of weeks. Oh, no. Okay, so these are the requests Wrecking Ball. Okay. Oh, Tom, right. used, Tom did a cover of that back in the day on our old YouTube channel. Once upon a time. Okay, yeah. so it's doable. Party you, in the USA. You got okay. naked. All right, so basically Miley. They want and, Miley. And Are any non-Cyrus songs? Anything Ariana Grande. Okay, all right. I've been mm. I've been really jamming on uh, Break Free featuring Zed. Mm-hmm. It's a fun Ari track. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the, uh, the, the, this is... The part where I yeah. smoke marijuana. That's, that's the one. I always thought it'd be fun to write it as like an Easter themed parody for like the end of Lent. This is the part where I sing hallelujah louder than I did before <laughs> after 46 days of not singing hallelujahs. <laughs> we could have, we could. We've still got a couple of weeks to it's pull true. that off. It's true. If you want to go full speed. I don't know that that song is really in vogue anymore, but. She sang it at her show. Did she? Mm-hmm. Did you go? Mm-hmm. How was it? With the kids. That's why they're obsessed with Ariana Grande. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, she was... Uh... I guess she's not much older than them, so... Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. She's my age. They, bond- <laughs> they bonded over... What did they bond over? Oh, we discovered Little Mix, which is the terrible girls band that opened for them beforehand. Little Mix. Little Mix. They're like Spice Girls, Scottish Spice Girls, I think. Oh, is, is, it, is it like M-I-C-K-S? No, M-I-X. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, they really like that too. But Ari, I find her challenging because like her songs all sound the same to me. Hmm. Was it yeah. at the Bell Center? Mm-hmm. I I have yeah. a problem with the Bell Center and dance music <laughs> because it, it like the the space is the wrong shape and the wrong size for dance music. Like, there's just enough reverb to like mess up and syncopate weirdly off of the yes. beat. Mm. Like I was I was at the Bell Center last week. I saw. Um, I'm embarrassed to say, but Simple Plan. Don't be embarrassed. And Plain White Tees. And Plain White Tees are like a great band for the Bell Center because they're like, they're calm and slow enough that like, like everybody's singing along and it sounds like there's this stadium of people like singing together and that's really cool. But like fast paced stuff, it just, it's not, it's made for clubs. Yeah. It's not made for stadiums. Yeah. 
I agree. I think she compensated by like shooting lasers everywhere. That helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lasers are good. The laser light show. That was my favorite. As long part. as you're okay with inhaling smoke for like three hours. Well, that's pretty much what happened. By the time we left, like Kai was melting down. He was like, I wanted to go. Why won't you let me leave? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like we did this so you'll never want to go to another show <laughs> it's not a bad idea it's a good yeah. way to like get your kids to like not want to spend money on concerts mm-hmm. in the long run mm-hmm. yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a lost leader but then yeah. Just it makes up for itself prove to them it's torture Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see any concerts this year I was thinking about it There's, at all? Uh, well, well you're so going to Book of Mormon are I'm you going not? to Book of Mormon Ooh, that's nice. the thing and the Book of Mormon tickets when I bought them I thought I was buying them in Canadian dollars and I was actually buying them in US dollars oh, that hurts. so they cost like twice as much as I thought they were going to cost yes. like after taxes and everything yep um, I was very tempted yeah so I'm looking forward to it but uh, yeah I don't think I'm going to be able to afford to also see a concert this year mm-hmm. which is uh, too bad but we'll see you could jump the fence at Oshiaga I know ways I've, I've heard most most of my friends who have gone to Oshiaga have jumped the fence mm-hmm Hmm. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. Hmm. You, you, do you have to jump the fence? Well, on the other side, how, yeah, because you can climb up. It's pretty tall. It's like a. Can I don't you know. Pull I'm, the fence? I'm terrible at game. It's height. really tall, and we're gonna get the concert venues to pay for it. All right, cool. It's a big fence. <laughs> it's gonna be a big, beautiful fence with a nice gate in the middle. Tremendous. Yes. Yep. Yeah, guys, I'm sniffly today. You're a snots boy. I'm a snotty You're child. A snotty, stinky boy. <laughs> You've got cold voice too. I do. I went. To, I went home to to Hudson this weekend, and whenever that happens, I come back full of cat hair in my face, and not yeah. Oh, I, I thought I you were going to have picked up like the, um, a cold from a toddler. No, no <laughs> I mean that's the other option that that often happens as well. But this time, I'm pretty sure it's just it's just kitties. Kitties and their uh, proteins and yeah. hair cells and things. I was reading about that and about how cats are the most allergenic because they're the most hygienic. Yeah. Interesting. It's from their spit and then they lick themselves all over the place. Yeah. And their spit is like low grade toxic. Hmm. Like when they, when the cat, that's why cat bites are so dangerous if they bite you because it's like, it like infects your blood. Really? It's not great. Right. My cat has FIV. What's that? Feline Immunized. AIDS. That's, that's yeah. like feline AIDS? Wait, wait, that's Jeez. real? Yeah. What? Yikes. Yeah. No way. Is that like, what? what's the prognosis on feline AIDS? I, my sample size is one. Okay. I have a friend whose cat has FIV as well. You're not supposed to let them outside because if they like fight with other cats, then they transmit it. Right. But the vet, because... It's a black cat. He was at the vet, and the vet and the vet was like, "No one's ever going to adopt him because he's black and he has FIV." And I was like, well, "I'll take him." People are racist in cats as well. <laughs> yeah, racist Jeez. and like whatever it is against FIV. This yeah. is actually the plot of the movie Cats, but directed by Jonathan Larson. <laughs> is that why there's that song, <laughs> Mister Mistopheles? Isn't that from Cats? I don't know. We Mister. This- Black people, black cats. Okay. <laughs> black I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> is this the second podcast this month where we're talking about cats? I don't know why this keeps happening. Because <laughs> you keep saying it. <laughs> I was oh dear. just trying to draw like a parallel from a bad musical to a good musical. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, he seems to be in perfectly good health. So. That's good. Yeah. Can okay. you catch feline AIDS? No. Okay, good. No. That's why it's feline AIDS. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> but it's, we got it's... it from monkeys to begin with, didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. We got, we got it from chimpanzees. Yeah, but I think so. the species jump is too far. Yeah, it's it's rare that diseases jump from one species to another, although most great epidemics are caused by things jumping from one species mm-hmm. to the other. Mm-hmm. So, Porcine IV, I would worry about. Porcine IV? <laughs> yeah. I don't want no yeah. IV from no pig. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a bad day. People actually do um, use pig valves for like transplants yeah. and surgeries yeah. a lot. Yeah, for so, sure. I guess it would be a valid concern, right? Yeah. Like if your pig has AIDS, it probably shouldn't be donating <laughs> valves. If you're like dying and you can't, th- there's no people around, but there are pigs. Can you like? Can you mate with a pig? No, <laughs> no. Can you have? Can you have like a pig blood infusion for, for a very short amount of time? Like, w- would it work? I don't. Why wouldn't? I mean, I mean, I, I would. Think not because like you don't you die if you even get the wrong type of human blood. Yeah, mm. yeah. You'd have to make sure that the pig had the same blood type as you. Yeah. Maybe you could just drink them. The type type being a human. If I, I drink pig blood, if I pour fourteen <laughs> gallons of pig blood on you at your prom, that's not kosher. And, and you have feline immunodeficiency syndrome. Will you? I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Become carry on. Will you have? A, <laughs> They have a stronger proclivity to adopt a black cat and go to an Ariana Grande concert. Oh, man. The answer is yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yes? Oh, man. Man. Oh, man. I also built a gigantic, two gigantic snow forts Mm. in my backyard. Nice. And then me and my brothers-in-law had snowball fights. Nice. And then I accidentally clocked a seven-year-old in the forehead. Because the neighbor kids came home and they were like, "Well, what are you doing?" We were like, "We're make, making snow forts to have a huge snow fight." And so they they came over, and the nine year old girl said, "So my brother's a real crybaby, so don't hit him in the head." <laughs> and first shot I threw at him was right in the head, and he screamed. And that that's was the great, end of that. though. That's how it should be. Yeah, it's such a like the forehead is such a a powerful place to get hit because the sound of it reverberates, it's like pop, and you see the head do the like ricochet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> splattered in his eyes and it was yeah it was not a good time i saw a snowman this weekend who looked like he wanted to give me a quest it was like (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna describe it with my hands but i'm gonna do a poor job of that so i'll have to describe it well with my words you know in the movie ghost when they're (laughs) when he's shaping the they're shaping the clay together um it's nothing like that but that's what my hands are currently doing Uh, so this snowman had a base that was about probably like four or five feet wide in Mm -hmm. uh in in radius circumference which one's the one that goes across the whole way the circumference no diameter diameter. in diameter it was gave me a false dichotomy (laughs) womp womp i give you a false diameter yeah Uh, so it had a real big base uh and it was kind of like uh like a like a cone on the way up until a certain point, maybe maybe a foot and a half up, where there was just a big lump, like the second the middle section of the snowman was a lump. Uh, so, so isn't that how snowmen are usually built? But but there's not usually a conical base. Mm. This this was a conical base and then a lump, okay, uh, and then a very small head with a single <laughs> a single green stick for a nose <laughs> and two black eyes. Uh, and I felt like the snowman wanted to tell me something, but I was busy. Mm. Probably, but if you had walked make up me to a it bigger head and pressed B, <laughs> it would have like started giving you like bubbles of of 
text of text yeah probably it would have asked me to collect a certain amount of snow to build it a bigger head in exchange Mm. for some coinage sounds likely yeah yeah i have the same problem where stuffed animals talk to me yeah (laughs) or i worry that they are and so i kind of avoid them which is (laughs) terrible because i have kids and they have a lot of stuffed animals how how are you feeling about these uh tell us monkeys we got if i don't look them in the face i'm fine my kids do this to me do they come up to me with their freaking stuffed animals and they're just like hey check this out there's one you know the ones that make noise and move those ones Um, give me panic attacks wait they move yeah, because they're like motorized. Oh, oh this is just cruel. Oh my gosh. Oh dear, we now apologize. All the faces in Wait, this room. Are so, like, oh, what do you imagine that they, that they might say to you? They're like, just creepy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is this funny or borderline? <laughs> no, I, I have my fidget toy. I am fine. <laughs> Besides, my kids have trained me well. I'm serious. Mm. They'll like set one in wait, like in the bathroom, so that when I wake up and go brush my teeth, it's like there's this creepy tiger staring at me. That's yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's always kind of fun, though. My uh, my old roommate and I once had some limes that we wanted to uh, we wanted to pull pranks on each other. <laughs> limes? We called them lime pranks. Um, <laughs> so we would hide <laughs> limes in various places in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a box of cookies and I ate the whole thing. And I put the limes in the box, and then I left it on the table in the kitchen, and I sent him a Snapchat that said, help yourself to cookies. And he got home, and he was upset. And so he put the limes in my shoes. Nice. And then I took them out of my shoes, and I put them inside a big bag of Earl Grey tea that he had. Oh. Wait, they were cut limes? No. No, no, they were, okay, okay. They were whole. So they didn't ruin the Earl Grey. They give it a... No. It made it a lady grey. They were bagged also, individually. Uh, the Like plastic the, the Earls. The, the Earl's Grey were bagged. Yeah. That's how you pluralize that, right? <laughs> yes. The Earl's of Grey. The Earl's Grey tea. <laughs> the closest we've got to that is, was that one picture of Amélie Poulain that <gasps> went back and forth for a little while. She's we're, freaking creepy, too. She's creepy. Yeah. Where did she go? I don't know. You put her, <laughs> you, you put her under, my, uh, un- under my keyboard, and then I put her in your pillow, and then yeah. that was the last I saw of her, I think. I once ended up putting her in in one of the cupboards next to the oatmeal, but she couldn't be in there anymore. She might still be in there. I don't know. Just looking out and thinking nonsensical statements. Somewhere in this house is a photo of Emily. Yep. I did not watch that movie because her face creeped me out. Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> it's a it's a movie of ennui. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... I also avoided it for that. Ennui. You're not a fan of Ennui? I like Ennui, but I like the... There's an Edward Gorey version where it's like about all these kids who die in different ways. And N is for Neville who dies of Ennui, and he's so cute. And he's just like looking out his window completely bored. And like, that's genuine Ennui. I feel like Amelie's Ennui was not real. Hmm. You, you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've so seen the trailer. Ju- you're just did, judging her on <laughs> by her face, which you find and creepy. And the trailer. I judge mm. all movies by trailers, just like I judge most articles by headlines, <laughs> which mm. is probably a terrible practice, but whatever. I think that's fair. Books, <laughs> books by covers. Have either of you guys seen either Beauty and the Beast or Logan? Um, I have seen the first one of those. How was it? I mean, the, the, the 1991 version. <laughs> the 1991 version of Logan? Yeah, <laughs> starring Hugh Ackman. Yes, he was a small boy. He was not. He was like he was a small Australian man child. He, he was probably in his twenties in nineteen ninety one. He was a better singer back then. I've seen the nineteen ninety one version of Logan, the original X Men. 
I watched it like with my campers. Did they do? Did they do an X Men? Like nineteen ninety nine. But for you guys, that's all the same thing, isn't it? It's the nineties. <laughs> I wasn't even born. Tom was one year old in nineteen ninety nine. No, mm-hmm. but I wasn't bo- alive in ninety one. Yeah, no, you were not. No, <laughs> you were no. not alive. You silly boy. I was a dead. Because <laughs> that's what you are before you're alive. You're dead. Yeah. <sighs> and what you will be after you are dead is not Famous. alive. do you guys know the story of loopy velez no um loopy velez velez okay i thought you said something weird loopy velez not loopy velez it's not it's not a lesbian named loopy loopy (laughs) velez was an actor uh who wanted so badly to be remembered um that uh, that Loopy decided to go and commit suicide. Uh, planned out this whole thing. They were going to come in and find Loopy, you know, suicided and looking really graceful and incredible and elegant and dead uh, so that people would remember Loopy forever. Um, <laughs> instead, Loopy uh, chose to eat some some type of food uh, that was not necessarily the greatest <laughs> on the digestive system, uh, and that had an adverse effect with the pills that Loopy tried to overdose on, causing Loopy to go and... Uh, you know, vomit in the toilet in the bathroom, um, but on the way down, <laughs> bashed Loopy's head into the toilet. Uh, so that's how they found Loopy. Mm-hmm. Oh, this Memorable. is a real story. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a setup for a really bad pun or something. The way you were telling it, it was <laughs> no. like it sounded like it was going to the punchline of a joke, and I was trying to anticipate it. Now mm-hmm. I'm just depressed. <laughs> it's a true story. But what I'm saying is that so, you know, if you go to a lot of effort to be remembered, you'll be remembered. Mm-hmm. It just True. might not be for what you remember. Mm-hmm. We're telling Loopy, Loopy, Loopy Velez Loopy stories Velez. around I don't the campfire. The, there were there are like I think multiple news anchors who commit suicide. News on anchors, television live. Yeah, there have been a couple. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you, I wish I remembered job. their names. Yeah, I mean, so so, so that our listeners can go and look them up. And in addition to Loopy <laughs> Velez, yeah, watch. Loopy yeah, Velez watch the got video that. Of, People killing themselves on uh, air? No, mm. no, just the Wikipedia entry. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to see people get kill themselves on air, tune in for our hundredth episode <laughs> of the Up for Discussion podcast uh, in two weeks. Oh dear! <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's some good hype. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've already recorded it, so figure that one out. <laughs> You weren't supposed to tell them. <laughs> we were gonna just play it off like it was. Oh, you can edit this part out. I'm not going to. Oh, it's your own bloody fault. We had this bag, see, and there was a cat inside of it, but the cat was struggling, and Tim decided to let the cat out of the bag. Tom had this can full of beans, and it was balanced very precariously. Was it Schrodinger's beans? A small flick, and they spilled all over the floor. Oh man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man, there was this horse, see, and Tim led it to water. <laughs> but you can't make it go to patreon.com slash up for discussion uh, and pledge to give us money because mm. that's a hard thing to make a horse do. That's true. Yeah. But it's also a hard thing to make a human do, which is why we don't have much money. That's if true. you would like to make us have less money, less, less, money. less not money and more some money, go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and you can give 
things. If you give it at least a five dollar a month, you can you tell us what you want us to talk about on the show. And this this month's day day this day is <laughs> Patreon question comes from Gabriel who wants to know what our favorite word is in any language. Ooh. Any language. Any language. And he specified that because he knew you would ask if it mattered what language it was. Nice. If he didn't specify it. I'm not a polyglot. I don't know languages that aren't English. That Tim's... might be kind of narrow of you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to accuse you of being narrow here on the podcast. Guys, Tim is a, an, a... I would not describe Tim as a wide man. Tim is a narrow... I would second that notion. Boy. I would um, describe Tim as a physicist and therefore a polymath. A polymath? Well, a pain a, in the ass. A, oh. a, wouldn't that be a single math? <laughs> I mean, there's only, Massive only pain. the one math. Depends on where you place physics in relation to math. Well, it's it, it uses some math. <laughs> a, bunch <of> different, <laughs> a bunch of different kinds of math, I guess. I thought the idea of polymath was that you could do like physics and linguistics and like gym and all sorts of different <laughs> subjects. Like you're just you're just a polymath. Yeah. You're good at everything. Right? Like learn it at many things. Yes. Yeah. I think so. so I'm, I mean, I'm a I'm maybe a duo math. A duo math. I'm good at a couple of different maths. Um, I discovered. So back in the day, I was really attached to this album called The Colors of My Rainbow, which now barely exists because it was never released on anything but vinyl. And we had like a bootlegged copy of it on a v- on a cassette tape. Nice. But never knew who did it. And it took me forever to track it down. But someone finally archived it. So now I have it and my niece can listen to it. But it has it's a it's all all about different colors, mm-hmm. and there's one that's like that like really rapid fire goes through like a million different words. But the point of it is not is that not a word will ever rhyme with orange. So like, they 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 go through all of them. You know, like it's just this whole thing about how like every different language he searched. You know, Spanish and Dutch and Portuguese, mm-hmm. Italian, Greek and Japanese, and not a word will ever rhyme with orange. Mm-hmm. I recently discovered the word sporange. So what's it can't. It's not a rhyme if it contains the word itself. No, I, is it's, it spelled differently? It's a, it doesn't contain the word itself. Ear spell sporange. Near rhymes with ear, does it not? Sure, but it's kind of a, a lazy rhyme. <laughs> so a, a sporange is as a part of a mushroom that releases spores. Oh. Hmm. So, so is that your favorite word? I really like that. That's the word that I have had most attachment to recently. I think. Mm. Well, don't get. The spores attached to you, or you're going to have a, a, a fungal growth. Don't inhale mushroom <laughs> spores, or you Ew. will have fungi lungs. Ew. Don't inhale a mushroom spores unless you want problems more. You think you own the land you land on. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. Does the sycamore tree grow? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dearie, dear. You got a a favorite word? (laughs) Not really. No? None? No, I've been... No. Yeah, all your most common words I would not feel comfortable using on this podcast. (laughs) What do you mean by that? Mm, Just just here and there. What do you mean by that? I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. <laughs> tell me later. I'll tell you. You'll tell me once, later. Once we've oh. wrapped. 
There's secret favorite words going these, on here. These words are not up for discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I've I, I have recently really enjoyed the word conversation in like, but only when it's used in like a really pointed way. Uh, so like a while ago, we went out for all you can eat sushi with uh, some friends, um, and we accidentally well not accidentally we pretty intentionally ordered like way more um, shrimp tempura than is necessary mm-hmm. um, as you should. Yeah, but then by the by the time that all of it was coming, we had ordered like 60 pieces. And the guy comes with about 10, 20, and he's like, you guys have like 40 more of these. Are you sure you want them? And <laughs> everyone was really full. And we're like, no, we'll just do these. And he was like, okay, cool. And he left, and he came back about 20 minutes later. We're still working on the ones he brought, and he's got like another like 20 in his hands. And we're like, oh, no, we asked you to not send those. And one of our friends was like, we had a conversation where we asked you not to bring the rest of those. And you said you wouldn't. And I really liked that. And so yesterday I told someone off and they were trying to talk back. And I was like, no, no, this is not a conversation. And so I really like the word conversation in confrontations. Yes. A conversation confrontation. Nice. Yes. A convention. A con. Conversation. A conversation. Con- converse a con converse nation a converse convex what's, what's a con what's the what's, what? the, what's the song hep, from ladies are out called what what like the, the confrontation mm. a conversation confrontation can valjean at last victoria what's your favorite word Excuse we see me. each other plain um <clears throat> So I was always thinking I came up with two. It's okay. Wait, you can tell us both of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to search your soul. <laughs> but, but I don't like either of them, but I'll just go for it. All right. All right. Well, we, can, we can shoot them down for you, and then you can feel good Super about feeling bad. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Mm, not uh-huh. a real word. Mm, you can spell it as a real word. Um, I can spell beard. <laughs> can you spell it? Yes. B-Y-O-O-R-T-G-T-C-H. Oh, so that first T is silent? Yeah. All right. And then the other one was country. Why? <laughs> For that! <laughs> My favorite kind of tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. It was Shakespeare's favorite word, too. Really? Nice. Country? Apparently. Hmm. He used it reason. well, yeah. <laughs> mm. Shakespeare was rude. Uh huh. He had a lot of uh, a lot a lot of puns. Mm-hmm. To the, uh, I just to, didn't realize yeah. that that was a concept that went. I just didn't think people like in the olden days. I don't know. Knew what a country was. Yeah. 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 What? <laughs> <laughs> well, Gabriel, we hope you that answered your question. Gabriel, we hope that you're satisfied with this, the quality of our answer that we gave to you today. Ask us another question. Uh, I like these. Gabriel. These Ga- Gabriel, keep on, keep on trucking. Give us more questions, guys. We got a couple of, um, we got a couple of notices to read. Today. We do, guys. Why t- do we have notices? We, we, when did that happen? We got some, we got some th- things that I gotta. Got some 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 mid show plugs. We're around the middle of the show, and it's time for some mid show. Say it with me now. <laughs> plugs. <laughs> you can say it with me. That uh, guy's T Public. Oh, them. T Public have, is a website that they lets have you shirts. They lets you get shirts and other things that are <laughs> related to the the brands and the creators that you like. 
If you like our show, you can go to tpublic.com, click the link in the description uh, to access our store directly, and you can uh, you can get $14 teas for the next few days when this episode goes up. Um, yeah. Is that the one that's, um, I can't tell? I almost ordered you that. Get the Hamilton? I think I left it in my basket. Nice. You can get the Hamilton, uh, do you like Hamilton I can't tell t-shirt? Uh, you can also get a literally dying saga antelope t-shirt. What? Uh, yeah. You can check that one out. It's, 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 it's good. good. It's he's good a, and fun. He's a good um, fellow. There's also, you can get things with our, uh, our logo on them and maybe just, maybe there'll be a new shirt coming up real soon. Very soon. Real soon. Clues? What's going to be so special about this one? Did we actually, have, have we got someone to design that shirt? Yeah, yeah. we have. It'll, it'll be out real soon. It'll okay, come yeah. out with our 100th episode. Oh, snap. Ah. Merchandising, right. merchandising placement. Merchandising. So keep on the lookout for that. Keep your eyes open and peeled. That's pretty cool. Peeled and like open. Like a sporange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a sporange. Don't peel your sporange. <laughs> Guys, don't, don't. Don't get a shirt with a sponge on it. That's that's a, here's what our Sagantilip shirt looks like. Ooh, it's fun. It comes oh, in many different colors. I might colors. get that one instead. It was designed by our friend Josiah oh. Henderson, who you might know as the guy who designed Tim's Bohemian Gravity poster. Mm-hmm. You can get it for dftbarecords.com/slash/acapella/tims yes. shirt. Nope. nope, and that's not. Oh no, that's not. <laughs> okay, but wait. Before we give this out again, um, my son is turning five next week, and five. I have. I know it's crazy. Uh, and we watch your videos and they love them. And if anyone is going to get him a present, which I would rather you not do, but if you do, then get him those posters. Okay. Sweet. So uh, this is very mixed messages now. I don't know what to do <laughs> Don't get because him. I wasn't going to get him. A, <laughs> I, I had, there was no way I was getting him a present. More for anyone listening to the episode. But now there's like some some it's double true. speak like reverse reverse psychology going on, and I'm not sure what to do. About what it. do you do with the freedom of will? Like in terms of people getting your kids presents, I don't want to make people feel forced to like get a present for my children. But if they are gonna spend money on my children, I want them to spend it on things that I have approved. I think mm. you can including just, these like, posters. Say that. You can just be like, hey, like don't feel like you got to get my kid a gift. You don't. But if you do want to get him something. Only get him this. Only, like, you should check with me and find out what he wants because, you know. That seems very controlling. Well, hmm. but at the same time, it's not really. Like, you don't want to fill your house up with crap, right? Yeah. You don't want them getting your kid a, a shitty gift. I had kind of boiled the message down to, like, you're welcome to do whatever the hell you want, but I reserve the right to throw it away. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's it's your parental right, I think. Yeah. I mean, but, you would say the same thing about gifts for yourself, too, right? Like, yes. feel free to get me a gift if you Trickier. want, but also I, I might not like it. Yeah, I might re-gift it. <laughs> yeah. I might take it back to Toys R Us. But then it triggers all the, turn it for all store the credit. guilt. I don't know. But yeah. I would not throw away any of these posters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good posters yeah. are hard to come by. That's mm-hmm. fair. Well, guys, if you want other things that are too hard to come by, uh, why don't you check out Too Many Cooks, a narrative comedy show. Uh, an improv narrative comedy show happening at Montreal Improv on uh, cool. Thursday, March 30th at 7 p.m. Guys, I'm hosting. Oh, it's going to be oh, a fun cool. time. You're nice. back You're back doing the, the hosting gig. I'm back hosting Too Many Cooks for you, a second time. Do you enjoy hosting? I like hosting. It's fun. I haven't even made it out to one yet, and I will not even be in town, and I'm bummed because I feel like... How are they going? Good. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm not really performing in this one, but I do have to read some ad copy for it because uh-huh. I said I would. Fine. And because I want to, because I think it was a super fun show last time, and I think it'll be. What happened? Super fun this time too. So in this show, uh, two teams <laughs> oh, of improvisers. Jesus. <laughs> I th- we didn't practice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, Tom. 
they bring show, me on here to be Vanna White. You know what I'm talking about? You, you have... <laughs> <laughs> do we have any s's talking. in this puzzle Vanna? <laughs> <laughs> that's right three s's some people work really hard to try and make their ad copy sound like they're not reading ad copy <laughs> tom does the opposite <laughs> i want you guys to know that the paper is right here the paper is right here engaging with you the same way that i am guys uh too many cooks is an improv show where two teams of improvisers combine forces to make one single cohesive story can they do it or will too many cooks spoil the broth uh guys the two teams work together to tell a collaborative narrative spinning one connected story as the teams switch off at random creating confusion laughs whole new worlds and maybe even a happy ending Featuring the narrative talents of Christian Houdon, Jeff Gandell, Kate Bradley, Katie Pagnuco, Kyle Alat, Laura Flynn, Mariana Vial, and Susan Hill. With an opening improv set by Dog's Breakfast, who uh, we had Albert from Dog's Breakfast on the show way back in the day. And uh, hosted by yours truly. Bam. So if you want to come to that, that's Thursday, March 30th at 7 p.m. $6 or free for Montreal Improv students. $6 or free. Tickets at the door. Do I get to... Oh, it's only free for Montreal Improv students. Yeah. Because if I get to choose between $6 or free, I think I'm, I think I'm going with free. I mean, I, I appreciate that they're, uh, you know, supporting the show, but... I, I mean, you could be a Montreal Improv student. You haven't cashed in that. I I, I told Tim I'd I'd pay for a intro class for him as a really? Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah. A Crimbus present. Oh my goodness, I would repeat the intro level, which I barely passed. <laughs> yeah. It's so hilarious. I'm waiting for a time in my life where I am able to do things on Saturdays. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, keep me posted. But it would be fun. You want to redo it with me? I would. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. That's one of my great fears, going into a place without people. It's always good <laughs> when you have at least one person, eh? Yeah, that made it a lot better more bearable for me hmm. it was like there were it was you right, me and my friend together. michelle yeah hmm. yeah yeah so that when everybody cliques off you can attach yourself to whatever <laughs> clique your friend found it was kind of more like in the moments where my head was exploding <clears throat> and i didn't expect anyone to understand i could make eye contact with someone and hmm. and be like <clears throat> we will discuss this after hmm. well did things exploded your head what exploded my head i don't my head it's like I'm very volatile. Well, I feel like in level levels one and two of improv, there's a lot of people who haven't really figured out how to do things well also. So there's a lot of like... Poor timing drove me crazy. Yeah, there's mm. timing. Th- there's people who make jokes that shouldn't be made, but they haven't figured out yet how to like filter those things. And like, mm. I mean, that happens in higher level stuff as well, but like you kind of get more shit for it in the higher levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I get that. I've been feeling a bit of that sort of feeling recently because I've been going back to the Yellow Door mm. um, mm-hmm. at Coffee House on Friday nights, which is, it's a fantastic place. I really enjoy it. But you get this, like the reason I enjoy it is that you get the full range of human emotional experience from like complete bliss to utter cringe to just, like super amounts of frustration and like righteous anger and like, like mm. it's just all over the place because, yep. you know, people perform and sometimes their performances are, you know, awful and sometimes they're awe-inspiring mm-hmm. so it's like it's like you, you get out of it and you're like oh that was a, a like a emotional workout mm-hmm. yep um johnny mccray from my season of candace mars person mm-hmm. uh, was in town doing spoken word and so for a while i went to a lot of spoken word shows and they're exactly like that because 
when it's done improv and live, if it's done well, it's really good. But then if it's, or even just anything live, if it, mm. if it tanks, it, mm-hmm. it's exhausting. Yeah, totally. Because it's awkward. Yeah. Because not only was it not enjoyable, but like you feel like there's yeah. some social element to it. Because if you watch something shitty on YouTube, you can just close it. Yeah. You don't have to look at the person in the eyes. But mm-hmm. if it's per- in person, you're like, oh, this is bad. And I'm in the room with you while you're being bad. Yeah. 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 I watched a friend just like get worse and worse and less funny oh, no. during oh. his yeah improv comedy set. Mm. We had a we had a thing like two weeks ago. The, the, the first performance was this guy who got up um, and started reading a story that he had written and like this is a pretty standard thing to do like spoken you know mm. little stories or like spoken word stuff little but stores. he started reading this story and it was like it was a story he wrote but it was it was very much in the style of like Edgar Allan Poe or like H.P. Lovecraft like a very you know one of those stories that starts off setting you know with like long flowery sentences in this Victorian thing setting up you know this guy's relationship to the world and like his history and like um we realize after he gets through one page and it's been about eight minutes that this is a 10 page story and he is going to be up there for an hour, not yeah. knowing that this is not what you do. And yeah. so, so it's, there's like this delicious moment for me. <laughs> of course you would enjoy it. For me, I, I really enjoyed it because I was, I was like, there's no way this isn't going to explode somehow, yeah. but I'm not in charge of making it happen or not happen. I can just sit here and like, wait with this grin on my face and know that like like either we're all gonna be here for an hour or someone's gonna say something and this guy's gonna be really mad so and eventually to to his credit um mark who runs the thing um stopped him and said hey like you're i'm sorry your 10 minutes are up like yeah and you know he was he he was he was not pleased he took got his bags and left in a huff whoa we haven't seen him since but, uh, that is very it's entertaining yeah he's, if nothing else i think he was just in sort of in the wrong place yeah yeah there's there's crowds for that yeah but i feel like maybe an open mic night isn't the right like you got to kind of warn people if you're going to do something that takes an hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is why i don't go to open mic nights because i kind of appoint myself judge and referee if nobody else is visibly doing it based on my attention span which mm. is probably way shorter than your average person as well so yeah you know, i end up being very rude <laughs> i think that's helpful though to have someone like that because yeah we were really relieved span, that, that mark was willing to do that because i don't think any any of the rest of us were it sounds like he did it in a way that was kind he yeah. did as, as kind as he could although once the guy left because the, he sort of when he knew there was no time, he sort of sped away into the end of the punchline, which involved something about cat spirits and haunting <laughs> and a bunch of like very Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next about five performances that came up, Mark would say, and next telling a 45 minute story about oh. a cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. It's the kind of guy who likes to repeat his jokes. <laughs> I think that's good, though, because the first time you're like, oh, that's really funny. He's taking a jab at that guy. And the second time you're like, oh, make him say. And if he keeps doing it by <laughs> yeah. like the seventh time, it's funny again. It's kind of. But because it's also he won't like, give up on it. also like, yeah. wow, wow, Mark, you really I'm glad this kid isn't here anymore. Oh, my because- God. That makes me want to like host like a, an open mic night and introduce everybody the exact same way. <laughs> <laughs> and coming up next on the stage, you've seen him on YouTube. It's Tim Blay after your set. And coming up next on the stage, you've seen her on YouTube. It's Victoria Chang. 
It's, I mean, probably it's tech. I bet everybody has idea. at least one video on YouTube. That's true. So, I just like yeah. the idea of like, you've seen him on YouTube. <laughs> probably you haven't. Like Tim's got 60,000 subscribers, but probably you haven't seen him on YouTube. You might have. Yeah, I've got like chance. 7 billion not subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> the chances that any given person is subscribed to my channel are vanishingly small. But that's also like, I opened a Twitter troll account the other day um, for my PhD. <laughs> so you can, wait, what? You're a Twitter egg? <laughs> oh, just the way that came out too. But After the show, you I need to tell change? me your Twitter <laughs> handle. Or you can do it live. But then it, that would defeat the trolling purpose. Uh, True. Um, where was I even? Oh, just thinking about like introductions that could be the same for everybody, like mm. Twitter intros that everyone could use mm. or YouTube descriptions that everyone could use all purpose. Mm. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of people on Twitter who write, um, opinions are my own. <laughs> 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 I, I like opinions are my yes. own and retweets are not endorsements. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are the two I see all the time. And I'm like. All right. That second one kind of needs saying, I think. Sometimes, yeah. But, but you only see it from like people who are who take themselves seriously. That's true. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. write retweets not endorsements <laughs> because I don't care if you think retweets are endorsements. <laughs> but like, you know, Julian had that or maybe still has that and it's because he's like a professional person. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a professional and person. It's like I'm not representing my university or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's like I, I don't necessarily enjoy the thing that i'm retweeting i'm retweeting it because it's there yeah well and what was oh i got an email today from some guy like insurance related that got me thinking about how everybody is googleable now Mm -hmm. and unless you have a really common name yeah yeah that's the that's your saving grace which is what i like about victoria (laughs) um is victoria chang a really common name well there's the there's a prominent victoria chang on google who's like a food writer okay. in Singapore. That helps. Yeah. yeah. So you could apply to like various food-based jobs. <laughs> it was confusing for a while because I was like, wait, is that, <laughs> is that... Am I a food writer in Singapore? I didn't know. Because I want to be. I could be. <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. I'd be down to be a food writer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, when change I was... your name. You're on your way. <laughs> well, Hi, when everybody. I wrote for I'm The Victoria Globe, Chang. I did like food reviews and it's the best gig yeah. No. Okay. Food reviews are an awesome gig. Music reviews. Anything. Review anything. Because mm. you just get to go to shows and stuff for free and then trash the hell out of it if you want. Well, yeah. you guys, we're officially opening up a review section on the Up for Discussion podcast. So if you want us to review your show or your book or a food, uh, you send it to us and we'll do it. Uh, with With limits regarding the food. I mean, if if your food looks like I don't want to eat it, I'm not going to eat it. We will we will review it based on that. <laughs> Wait, but so why did you launch a Twitter egg? Oh, um, because I used to be on Twitter in ways that would like allow me to productively vent, and I miss hmm. doing that. Hmm. And so, but now I'm going to do targeted venting. Nice. Okay, yeah. vent into the void. Mm, directed at people. You're not. You're going to at them. Yeah. Nice. Or like I have to so I have to like reacquaint myself with the best ways to do. It. It's mostly like douchebaggy male academics, mm. I think, who piss me off. Like just like improper conference behavior mm. or and women are guilty of this too, but But men are more douchebaggy than women across the board. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if that's true. Like, in my opinion as a man. <laughs> in your safe opinion. Well, and that's probably why I'm targeting women. Because it's my safe opinion as a woman. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe there's more in-group. Like, like maybe people are tend to be more douchebaggy to their own gender. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. That, um, would, that would maybe make sense just on, like, a primal level of, like, that person being more your competition. Mm. Right. Yeah, if you think about it as, you know, dominance hierarchies in the tribe or whatever. Yeah. Victoria Chang, food writer, I'm going to get you. What? <laughs> You're going to take over her life. She's my ultimate in group. <laughs> she's like, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be so bad. For, like, she's just going to have this one Twitter egg. <laughs> Give me back my name. <laughs> you can't Google me. You'll just see yourself. <laughs> But you can't uh, use your real name or you're not a proper Twitter egg. No, I'm not using my own name. Mm. Um, yeah, my my troll Twitter account is Pretty Hug Eds. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> now, 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 but now people are going to be able to know it's you. I don't care. Nobody's uh, going to pay attention. You've mm. seen her on YouTube. <laughs> you've seen her on <laughs> It's Pretty Hugged Eggs. <laughs> hug an egg today. Make it feel pretty. What do you pretty think of ugly. these? What do you think of these dogs? <laughs> <laughs> these are, Tom bought some amiibos, two identical amiibos. I um, think I should tell the story. They are yarn poochies. I don't know what they signify. <laughs> I don't know why they're here. So, I thought there was a purpose, but they've been here for months. So a while ago, um, Nintendo released Yoshi and Poochie Pu- and Yoshi's Woolly World, uh, which is a Nintendo 3DS title. It's a platforming game where Yoshi and his friends, who are dogs, uh, go, go solve problems and get yarn. And uh, pass me. You know, they're, they're pretty like cute. Don't take them out of the package. I'm going to sell them for a million dollars. So I I didn't realize when I bought the game that uh, that it came with one. So I also bought one separate. So now I have two. Mm. And then I realized that it doesn't actually really give you any bonuses to take it out and use it in the game it just oh. makes the game easier but the game is already really easy ah. so i didn't bother unwrapping them and now they're just going to live in there forever mm. i think they're cute they're kind of kind of scary looking i would want this cloud do they sell the cloud uh, mm. I don't oh, know. is that a cloud it's cloud a cloud yeah yeah, mm. yeah. so knit Cloud. So now they just um, kind of live on this table. What is this new console? I think it's a Nintendo. The Nintendo Switch. The heck is that? It's basically when when you're when when you're misbehaving and your grandma goes to the other room to get a console and comes back and <laughs> smacks you on the butt with it. No. It attaches to the Wii Fit. The, the Nintendo Switch is is it's a it's a video game console that lets you turn on and off lights in your house. Because you can use the Nintendo Switch to. Um, yeah, I ran out of jokes. <laughs> so, uh, so the only things that I've heard about the Nintendo Switch are the screen is really scratchable, and you can lick the but the things uh, on it, and it tastes good. So the right, like psychotropic? No, no. So the <laughs> that's, they, that's all I know. They coated the they coated the um, they coated the the cartridges in like a bittering agent so that children and pets will not eat them. Oh. Um, and so as a result, uh, I really want to taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't get my hands on a Switch because it costs a lot of money. So, guys, if you want to send us a Switch to P.O. Box 22585, <laughs> Monkley P.O., Montreal, Quebec, Canada, 
uh, we'd be really happy to review that and taste the Breath of the Wild. Why are they going back to cartridges? What are you talking about? They never stopped having cartridges. What? Yeah. The GameCube had a disc. Nintendo has had cartridges in its like portable consoles forever. Nintendo Switch is not... Is it a portable console? It's portable. I thought it was also you could plug it into yeah. your TV. Yeah. That's true. It is both of those things. Okay. This is what blew my mind. Yeah. And that's why they have it in cartridge form. Oh, that makes sense. You don't want to carry a disc around and move it too much. Right. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. You can't be taking a disc on a bumpy road. You don't want to take a disc on a date to the beach. <laughs> I used to take disc men around town. Mm-hmm. They were... Uh, they didn't treat me right. Did you ever try taking <laughs> da- disc women around no. town? No, for some reason there were only disc men. Because it's Sony. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whose headphones were not compatible with this auxiliary cord now. Screw you, Sony. At Sony. (laughs) Sony Japan. You're also wearing Sony headphones now, though. So we replaced the bad Sony with good Sony. Sony's a fickle friend. You should, yeah, tweet them. All right. Stop Sony. From my... I'm sure you can find some douchey executive. Yes. (laughs) They must have a douchey executive. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag stop Sony 2012. Last name Toyota or something. (laughs) Is I racist? That might be racist. (laughs) In group. Close enough. (laughs) (laughs) You can be sub racist as long as your ancestry is like the right hemisphere. Oh, yes. I am going to. For my PhD, I've decided that I'm going to write a series of young adult novels called Mongols, and okay. nobody will be able to criticize me, no matter what I say about these freaking Mongols. About the Mongols? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Why? Tom's face. Remind me what your PhD is in. <laughs> <laughs> because it's starting to sound more and more made up. <laughs> Which, in all fairness, is true of most PhDs. There you go. I've just decided to fully embrace it to its most ridiculous limits. Hmm. Okay, so it involves <laughs> Mongols and Twitter. <laughs> That's the plan. I have to... I'll tell you in two weeks when I've actually written my proposal and gotten it approved, which I have not started. Right now, I have a whole bunch of books on my floor, children's books and um, religion and philosophy books, and I'm going to combine Ooh. them all together somehow. What's your favorite children's book that you've oh, encountered yeah, so far? Question. Who's your favorite some, child? Some of them have like... <laughs> well, you keep trying to... Ask that. They tried to ask that the other day. Oh, that was. It's yeah. your firstborn. It's always your firstborn. No, you're I, allowed to say it's Tim. <laughs> Tim. Yeah. Favorite children's book. Um, I thought it was Phantom Tollbooth. I mean, it depends on what you consider children's. Uh, Ages zero to twelve. I really like. There's no such thing as a dragon. Ooh. It's a it's a solid book. It's got a lot of like metaphorical resonance. Is that that podcast by the QI guys? What? No. <laughs> Who? Everyone. I had not heard of it, but it makes me think of the monster at the end of this book. Do you mm. know that one? I do not. It's Is there a mirror on the last page? Because some, damn. Well, close enough. It's like Grover finding himself or something. Uh. Yeah. Like the monster is him. Is it Grover oh, or the other one? I no, there's no such thing as a dragon. It's all about this little boy who finds a, a cute dragon in his room and pats it on the head. But then his mother says there's no such thing as a dragon. So he ignores it throughout the whole book and it gets bigger and bigger and takes up more and more of the house. Yeah. And his mother has to, you know, like sweep around it and like gets everywhere. But she keeps saying there's no such thing as a dragon. Yeah. You have to admit that there's a dragon and then the dragon, you know, you pat it on the head and then the dragon shrinks down to a manageable size. It's like, oh, yeah, that's life. Yes. Absurd truths in children's books. I love that. Hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah. Where the wild things are is kind of pointless. Yeah. Not a whole lot of stuff happens in that book. Yeah. I don't know how they turned that into a movie. I read that to my friend's kid a little <laughs> while ago, and mm-hmm. I forgot how like little happens in that book. I don't know why this... Um, have you guys seen like Princess Mononoke or any of the Miyazaki? Uh, the, I've Spirited, seen Spirited Away. Away. Yeah, I like that one. Service. I have not seen that one. Let's have a Kiki. Based on the title alone, I could not. Ponyo was about like some. I saw Howl's Moving Castle. Oh yeah, which was pretty fun. I didn't see that one, but um, that's like quality children's entertainment. But a lot of stuff that that like we. That becomes popular here, I find, is just crap in terms mm. of what it actually, the depth of its mm. like meaning. And yeah, symbolism. it's just it's just like Bill goes to the dentist. Yeah, Bill gets his teeth pulled. Yeah, he goes home. Yeah, yeah. like that's basically the pr- plot of Shrek, really. Like <laughs> Shrek goes to the dentist, gets some teeth pulled, and goes home. Yeah. Guys, you've seen him on YouTube. Coming up next, it's <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek has some, yeah, I don't know. Shrek wasn't terrible. Shrek, Shrek was, was good. Yeah. I, I also like The Incredibles. The Incredibles was fun. Yeah. yeah. I really like, uh, what was that one that Beauty I saw? Beauty and the Beat. Mm-hmm. No. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> mm. oh. Boss Baby, are you guys going to see that? What's that? Sorry, what? It's like Alec Baldwin voicing a baby who's a tyrant. Oh, I'm definitely going to see that. <laughs> yeah, there haven't been enough talking baby movies. Yeah. Since look who's talking. Yeah, yeah, let's let's get on this. Yeah. Have you have you guys seen? Have I talked about um, Nine Lives yet what? on this podcast? Nine. Wait, is that a talking animal movie? Not, yeah, it's so there. Haven't been enough of those either. There's like, this new Kevin Spacey talking cat movie. All where right. Kevin Spacey switches bodies with a cat, uh, and so you expect that the movie is gonna, like going into it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get to see like a cat with Kevin Spacey's voice and Kevin Spacey's body doing cat things, but Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey's body goes into a coma for the whole movie. So it's just a cat with Kevin Spacey's voice. Only in half the scenes with the cat, there's no voiceover. It's just cat sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like an hour and a half to two oh, hours dear. of Kevin Spacey sometimes talking as a cat and trying really? to convince his family that he's Kevin Spacey. This is just the, like they, they huh. had like one day with Kevin Spacey. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, we can't pay him to act. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not great. Oh, dear. Not great. But mm. Pinnacle of talking animal movies was the Homeward Bound mm-hmm. series. I loved Home Improvement. That was so good. That mo- I'll bet that movie came out before Tom was born. Homeward Bound? Yeah. Probably. That's like an 80s movie, isn't it? It's like, in like 92 or something. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's I'm when always Tim very Allen impressed. looks at the camera. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys never seen that? John- is that Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Is he the talking animal? That we're talking about, which Jonathan? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas is, is also in Home I mean, technically, we're all talking animals. What? Yeah. How did I manage to watch so many terrible shows, even though I keep telling people that my parents didn't have a television? I don't know. Hmm. Because you're lying about your parents not having a television? I don't know. I, I think... That would be my guess. <sighs> I Just guess. The wow. <laughs> Or maybe you had lots of friends with TVs. No. That's, I got exposed to a lot of things just because I had friends who all they did was watch TV. Nobody invited me over to watch TV. So, yeah, I guess I lied about, yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> I guess I lied about having parents. <laughs> and friends. Uh-huh. All I did, TV was my only friend. But there were parents on TV who didn't have TVs. 
<laughs> Al Bundy. Oh, I only found out that this was illegal recently, but what? like <laughs> <laughs> being raised by a great television. way to start a sentence. <laughs> when I was, this is also part of your PhD. When I was things you didn't know were illegal. <laughs> My PhD is also a BuzzFeed super quiz. Super <laughs> Well, I'm about to test that. But when I was 14, my parents um, left me in Edmonton to finish grade nine pretty much on my own. Oh, that's illegal? Well, yeah. So says my therapist. (laughs) 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 It felt totally fine to me. That's when I watched all that TV, I think. I think think if you're (laughs) under 18, you need to have a legal guardian. Yeah. But like your parents can leave you with someone else as long as there's someone else. You can like go traveling as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I went right? to Japan by myself at 11. I think do, do, you just have like an unaccompanied, unaccompanied minor on your yeah. passport or whatever. But residence versus travel. Mm. Yeah. So where, where did you live? In my in our house. In the basement, there were tenants upstairs who like cooked for me. Okay. Okay, yeah. maybe they were your legal guardians for that. Maybe, then. and I just don't know it. Yeah. But mm. they were yeah. But you wouldn't have wanted them to be your legal That's guardians. That's right. They had mm. a terrible cat. Yeah. Mm. Was it Kevin Spacey? Yes. <laughs> I kicked it. How would you know if it was Kevin Spacey? It didn't talk. <laughs> well, neither does Kevin Spacey when he's exactly. a cat. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's got to be traumatizing to be in a coma and a cat. Shut anybody up. And the cat's in the coma and the silver spoon. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Up for Discussion podcast. If you like the show, you can remember to rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, share an episode with a friend. Follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking. Follow us individually at Tonsil and I at Acapella Science at I'm an Egg. <laughs> and uh, give Simon a follow at Know the Other Simon. Mm-hmm. Go to patreon.com slash up for discussion. You can pledge to give us any amount of money that you want to give. Check out Too Many Cooks on the 30th. Go to Public for a sale. Get a $14 t-shirt. Buy Kai's posters. Buy mm. Victoria's son Kai a poster. Yeah. Maybe multiple posters. Mm. And don't, but don't buy him anything. But do buy him a poster. <laughs> oh, if you guys have access to um, the big movie poster of Josh Gad as LeFou in Beauty and the Beast, uh, I know that exists in movie theaters. I haven't found it online. I would like one. Tom wants five. I would like five <laughs> posters of Josh Gad making that beautiful face as LeFou in Beauty and the Beast. So please... Uh, Send those along. This was a weird episode. Tim, do you want to play us out? Um, Maybe play us out with a home improvement theme song. Victoria, thanks for coming. When you coming home, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. You should sing it. Sorry, I spittled your harmonica. <laughs> I spittled this microphone. You better not have feel on AIDS. <laughs> Tune in next week when we interview a cat with AIDS. Bye.